It's time once again for a journey inside the twisted minds and unfiltered voices of your favorite sisters. Jamie. Challenge accepted. I have ruined better men than you. And Paula. I felt like I had been skewered and I had to take a big fat dump. And now prepare yourself for the ugly truth. Welcome to The Ugly Truth, episode 60. Ugh, ugh. That was a little off. <laughs> That's okay. It's just, you know, we're excited. 60. Yes. Can't believe it. 6-0. The big 6-0. I know. I can't believe we've actually been able to get to this number considering we're sisters and, you know, ultimately there's usually some fiery blowout. Yeah. <laughs> we just give yeah. in. No, we're like, I forget know. it. Fuck you. I don't want to talk to you anymore. Right. Ever. Get out of my life. I hate you. No, that hasn't happened. (laughs) Not for a while. No, it's been since like episode 10, I think. No, things are plugging along and I think we're both really happy and we look forward to it. And yeah, stats are picking up or, you know, I'm not, I shouldn't say stats, listeners. Listeners are increasing and that just, you know, really, I think that's probably one of the biggest driving forces for us is that the more people that listen, the more we're just like, Hey, maybe we're doing something kind of cool. I know. I'm really excited. I'm I'm always excited to see an increased listenership. That's always the coolest thing. I'm like, you really like us. You're listening, even if it's only for 10 minutes. Well, and it's cool because I'm just like, there's others like us, you know. <laughs> or they can appreciate. We're not alone. <laughs> <laughs> well, we we kind of are. They well. they're basically our listeners are like this are, are like people who watch a car wreck and can't can't turn away. They're flies on the walls, but they you know can't what? help themselves. Right? I can't help it. I don't. I want to know what kind of disaster they're going to be in this week. Hey, that's all right. So. We love to have a laugh at everyone else's expense. No, wait. We love. To I ha- do. Wait. I laugh at people. No, but secretly we like people to laugh at our expense. That's what oh well. We're the first to laugh at ourselves, so that you mean. you in turn may laugh at at us or with us, depending on depending on your personality. And laugh out loud. LOL. Yes, exactly. LOL. WTF? Why the face? Why the face? I thought that meant what the fuck. It it does. It's from Modern Family. You don't watch Modern Family. Um, no. Sometimes you uh, you really should. It's a great show. Hey, I finally just picked up Parks and Rec. I mean, it's oh taken- god, I never watched that. That is the. Oh my god, Jamie. Then you would like Modern Family. I'm telling you, I've seen Parks and Rec. I've seen a couple of episodes, and I'm like, eh. It's got some good stuff, oh but it's... That one character, Ron Sherman, or whatever his name is. Does he kind of look like um, the guy in Hangover? He's got the giant mustache. Yeah. He is... I mean, he makes that show. He is I was gonna so say, funny. So funny. The, the one episode that I saw that I thought was really great was when he was getting married. That, that I think that was one of the first ones I saw. And when he, she's just like, we have something to tell you. I'm pregnant. He's like, I tried to explain to you that uh, traditional birth control methods are no match for a Sherman <laughs> or something like that. Like, you know, the sperm just powers through or something so like funny. that. Anyway, well, welcome. Welcome to our show. Welcome to The Ugly Truth. I'm Jamie and this is my sister Paula. And actually, <clears throat> Mandate, producer Deb, has required us to plug something from our website because we act like, you know, we just live in La La Land and the, the mountains are made out of marshmallows and the sky is made out of a lemon drop. Sunshine and lollipops and <laughs> sunshine and lollipops. I don't know the rest what of the words. What is that? <laughs> There's a song. Oh, I think it was from... um. Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. Didn't see it. Read the book, but I didn't see the actual... There's a book? Yeah. It's fabulous. You should pick it up and read it. I have it, actually. No, thanks. I it's a book. The movie. Yeah. The, well, the, the book is way better. I'll get the Cliff's notes. There you go. Who's Cliff? <laughs> so uh, producer Dub has mandated. He's like, listen, you you have to um, <clears throat> you have to let your listeners know that you have an Amazon link and that you want them to spend money via your link on the Ugly Mall. So we took some time to craft a commercial. I don't expect this will go well, but you can humor me and let me read this copy, right, Paula? You're gonna let me get through this. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Okay, so this episode, 60, um, we are promoting the Amazon Fire TV. So I'm going to read the copy now. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Amazon Fire TV is a tiny box you connect to your HD TV. It's the easiest way to enjoy Netflix, Prime Instant Video, Hulu Plus, iHeartRadio. iHeartRadio, that means they can listen to the ugly truth on their television. Wow. That's pretty cool, I think. That is cool. 
There's low-cost movie rentals. I know that there are video games and there are some apps that you can actually purchase on this. And you can basically convert your television with this little box. It'll have everything. It'll have your X, like an Xbox and a DVR and everything all rolled into one. So uh, let's see much more. No, what? Shut up. I'm... What? No, I'm just saying what? stick to the copy. I'm sorry. This is what happens when I float off. I know. Do you know what you want to watch? Amazon Fire TV's remote has a built-in mic so you can instantly search TV shows, movies, actors, directors, and genres using just your voice. They have a voice, my voice? request. My voice? Is this my Ellen? Ellen? <laughs> I'm having a hard time controlling the volume of my voice. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Amazon Fire TV is 99 bucks and it is in stock now. You can go through our Ugly Mall link on UglyTruth.com and click on the Amazon link and order it. We thank you and you will thank us when you see how kick-ass the Amazon Fire is. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you. I think he might be angry because we interrupted it. Uh, you know what? Like, like I ever expected it to go completely flawless. I almost want to try it, but I won't. <sighs> yes, I know you've been suggesting it for twenty minutes that because you would I'm like sitting to read here it. reading this. And I'm like, I could whip this bitch out and no. You time. know what? Give me a break, Miss. Anyways, with an S, I don't know. <laughs> All right, so on with the show. I want to start off because I haven't talked to you. Actually, we usually talk a lot, but it's been kind of a busy week for both of us. Yes, I burned my boob with my curling iron on what day was it it must it was a uh, saturday of last week so it was a while ago but so i'm gonna stop you right there i have two questions all right one were you curling hair on your breasts no i i have no hair on my breasts okay two why were you curling your hair naked why i do not know but i was Okay. I was curling my hair naked okay. and I was just I was alone I was getting ready I had blown my hair dry and I was quickly trying to get you know whatever I was sailing off to do so I was hastily curling and that's the problem is that you you can't rush these things and I grabbed a, a bit of hair underneath the nape of my neck curled and I'm clumsy, as as we all know. And Especially it slipped. If you're trying to hurry. <laughs> slipped out of my hand and landed right on the top of my left boob. I picked it up so quick. And what's funny is I'm literally watching it happen in the mirror because I'm, you know, curling my hair. And I see my mouth open agape like, I can't believe I just did that. It's kind of like those, you know, the movie, like the werewolf in London movie where you can watch him transform from human to werewolf. Okay, yeah. Okay, where they just like they're transforming. I'm standing there and I'm looking at my boob, watching it transform from normal, clear, beautiful skin. Supple skin. And all of a sudden, this red, angry line starts presenting oh. itself in the mirror. And I'm like, okay, it's really starting to hurt now. And, you know, if I blow, blow on it, it hurts even worse. And ultimately, it was a two-degree burn. It blistered. And now it's been a week and it's healing. I haven't touched it. Nothing, but it did blister, and I look like I got shot. <laughs> it's oh, like the worst. God. It is awful, and I'm thinking, what? When did I get gecko skin? I don't understand. It's so bad. But well, at least you didn't burn your nipple off or something like that. Oh my god, god. that would have hurt at the top. So bad. Well, I thought maybe you like whacked some side boob or something, but I guess <laughs> no top sense. boob, top boob, and so it makes I my guess cleavage your, look awful. Well, and I guess your boobs have been off limits then all week. <sighs> you know what? Yes, except that <laughs> we were having maritals about three days later, and of course, he hadn't shaved, and so his chin <gasps> landed Ow! right on the burn, and I'm like wiggling and trying to move his face. He's like, ooh, baby, and I'm like, no, your um, your beard is graveling into this burn that is blistering you must remove your face god and so he's like oh my god i'm so sorry but he wasn't that sorry because he didn't stop or anything well right so, yeah he's just like oh i'll, I'll move to the other one then yeah yes yes okay. yeah you know what when guys get in the zone they're pretty much just like <laughs> they're in the boob zone they're panting heavily and they're just you know they'll be happy to go wherever and do whatever you <laughs> exactly know. i just switch so i and then i was thinking about it. when i did it i was like you know i have burned the very top of my forehead of the hairline the cheek my neck you know when you're in yeah the, the side of the neck and when you're in when you're younger in high school and you're sitting on your floor curling your hair i have burned the inside of my calf 
you know, I mean, we or in the inside of your thigh. I mean, well, when I had bangs, I remember one time I burnt right between my eyebrows and I had <laughs> oh a line. God. Oh, no. And we were getting ready to go somewhere like a of party or something were. like that. And so I had this <laughs> like, giant oh burn line across my forehead. It looked like Fabulous. a like an oblong, you know, Indian dot, dot. thing. <laughs> God. And so it's just it's horrid. It's horrid. I don't know why um, girls you know in they we ingrain in ourselves that we need these appliances well i mean we have to have them i mean i've burned myself with hot rollers it doesn't really matter but giving them to young girls it, injuries are bound to happen i mean how many times have we taken a razor blade and shaved the back of our achilles heel oh, God, i mean i, hate that thing. Anyway, I think I every girl little, has that scar right and i have a little tiny mole in between oh, how the many times of my you knee shaved it? I can't tell you how many things that thing's been shaved off. I know. You'd think it wouldn't come back after a no, while, but... And, and, and they are a bleeder, man. Oh. <laughs> That's <laughs> yes, actually things like if you've ever cut your leg shaving and then you get out and all of a sudden you look down and it's just like, you know, you have like blood like trickling down your leg. You're like, yeah, you're come like, on, what? I nicked it. What's the big yes, deal? But terrible. then there's the times when you're shaving and you can actually feel the nick. You're like, oh, that one's going to be bad. That is going <laughs> to yes. be bad. Yes, it's true. <laughs> so, yes. So equip your women with razors and hot irons and uh you know hairspray and makeup and chemicals and elixirs oh I know. my Why god we, whatever i don't know what we do because if we didn't we would none of us would ever have children i mean we would all be single i guess so. well but i always thought if all women band together and just like everyone agreed to never wear makeup again or to not shave yeah then Men would have to just like adapt. They would, they would to the accept look it. Of women. Mm-hmm. They would have to. Yeah, that's something I would rebel against it's, immediately. I know it's going to be take the one asshole woman. That would be that me. Would, that would be you. You're and like, you know what? You guys go ahead and be hairy and gross. I'm going to be over here. Yeah, you're like clean no, no, and like, sexy. Is, is that lip gloss? What, what, what are you, are you wearing? wearing? Petroleum jelly. It's just petroleum jelly. My lips are chafed. That is not okay? the approved list of items. <laughs> <laughs> did you pinch your cheeks? I just pinched my cheeks. That's not... Are you... Did you rub rose petals on your face? I, what is this? I smell coconut oil, you whore. What are you doing? <laughs> She's trying to attract the men folk. <laughs> what is that? Is that an arrowhead stone I see in your shower? Are you shaving? <laughs> God. God, and I would You're be the I would be the first there. one in line. Well, I'm sorry looking. to hear about your boob. That's a uh, it really freaking sucked, man. Yeah, God, I, you know, I, burns hurt so bad. They do, and I told Daryl, I'm like, I look like I've been, I've been shot. He goes, Well, it's only a flesh wound. It's not like there's a hole there. And I'm like, Okay, listen, I have very supple breasts. They're <laughs> lovely. Is it because I have breasts? Because I have exquisite breasts. Breasts. <laughs> <laughs> they are exquisite. So I didn't realize how much I enjoyed how lovely they are until one is completely mutilated and marred. That's how I feel when I get like the wayward pimple or something on there. I'm like, <sighs> you are ruining the whole look here. It's you know? true. God, like, yeah, it's like, my boot on. If I have one good quality as I've gotten older, it ha- we do, uh, do come from a family of nice breasts. Perky, not saggy. And round and... and No just, big blue veins. No, no. no zits. And like I've I've had many, many partners lament. Well, okay, mm-hmm. wait a minute. Hold on. I haven't had that many partners. But I mean, I'm saying Whatever. of the partners that I've had, they have <laughs> lamented that it's just like I have fantastic breasts. I have had many, many, many partners. <laughs> I didn't say that many. But anyways, my point is, Hundreds. is that... When you don't have, you know, I don't know, I don't have a great butt. My legs are kind of skinny and a little bow-legged. And mm-hmm. so... You know what your attributes are. So, I mean, I'm very glad to have my one asset. And yes. so, but when, yeah, when you have something that's off, like a scratch or a wayward <sighs> pimple or something, it just kind of is like, you know what, why can't, this is why I can't have nice things in life. Exactly. Why this can't is why I, I ruin everything. And I, and I told Daryl that I'm like, is this going to scar? Am I going to... I mean, this is unacceptable. I can't go around with a scarred boob. What do you That's need, just, a skin graft? I will do whatever I have to. You'll take a piece from your butt and put it on your boob. Well, there's plenty of that. <laughs> <Freak>. <laughs> I have a big butt. 
All right. Okay. Well, thank you for your concern about my breast. Yes. It will heal. Hopefully, it will hopefully be it won't turn completely into back cancer to normal. Or anything it's like not that. going to be cancer, although it does look like a lesion right now. I think it's <laughs> it's not. Which, of course, you're thinking, is this what breast cancer looks like? You know what? Like maybe Actually, maybe the burn wasn't that bad. Maybe this is like maybe it's a sign that there is something wrong with my breast tissue. No, I'm sure that thought went through your mind. It that thought didn't go through my mind. The thought went through my mind is if this doesn't heal, that means that there's something going on in my body because my white blood cells aren't working. But it's healing very quickly, (laughs) so I'm okay. I'm good. (laughs) Plus, I just had my white blood cell count checked in December. And it's and it was great. She said it was awesome. Yeah, so. I think cancer would take a good six months to a year before you would know. So you're a bitch. You're such a bitch. <laughs> you're such a bitch. <laughs> hey, hugs. Producer Dub here. On behalf of Jamie, Paula, and myself, thanks for downloading the show every week and telling your friends about it. Without you, we wouldn't be able to share the ugly truth with the world. And now back to the show. So pre-boob burn, yeah. it sounds like you and... Actually, uh, no. We went to the city and we we went on a day date and there was a boob burn then. Oh, so I guess you weren't getting felt up on your date. No. Like. So none tell, of that. tell me about date night with the miners. Well, yes. Um, the suburban miners went to the city. Daryl had tickets to the Giants game. It's the the seats that we are at are the company's season tickets. Mm-hmm. They're they're good seats, yeah. but they're you know I prefer being closer to the field. These are a little bit higher, but but it's swankier in the sense that you know you have a waitress will come and take oh, your order okay. for you. You're in the shade. You're under the announcers booth, so you can see you know all the the famous announcers doing their thing. And so I mean Neat. there are benefits. There's yeah. benefits too. You have your own entrance and exit. So and that's oh. very helpful when there's 42,000 people. Yeah, no kidding. So it was great, but you're also surrounded by some affluent folks who they kind of maybe start taking for granted how lucky they are to be where they are. And oh. not everybody who's rich or has money is like this. There was a mother behind us with her two children, and I would say one was probably a little older than Ryan, maybe nine, Mm -hmm. and then another girl. They were about the same, like 10. I mean, they were right in that fourth to fifth grade age. Right. They did not even pay attention to the game at all. All they wanted was to spend money and eat. So what's the point? The mother was sitting there going... (sighs) Did you not get your homework done? I mean, they weren't. I'm like, why are you even here? You know, hubby's out of town on on a business meeting. So you're you took the kids to the season tickets. Yeah, really? What the heck? Your aunt is down behind home plate. Let's text her and see if she'll respond to us. And that's what it was for the entire game. And then it went into an extra inning because it was tied. She's like, well, whatever. We're leaving at 3.30 no matter what. So the second the game was tied, 10th inning was going. She goes, let's go. And they got up and left. And I'm thinking, oh, God. So, I mean, it didn't – they weren't even there, really. They they weren't baseball fans, per se. They were just there. Like, the kid kid would yell out for no reason, oh, I hope this is a double play. And I'm thinking, yeah, well, the Giants are up right now, so you don't want there to be a double play. Not that he would know, nor did he care. And I did not turn around and speak to these children. I mean, I turned around one time just to get an eye full of what I was annoyed with. But other than that, (laughs) you know, I was like, God, I just couldn't take it. So... The game was really fun, and it blew right by. So afterwards, we went to um, Golden Gate Park, and we went to the the bridge, the Golden Gate Bridge, because we had never been there. And it was really cool. It was freezing cold, but we walked around. It was super windy. We we probably walked like a mile. But we were having a really good time. We took a bunch of pictures. We were watching a bunch of people fish off the pier, and it was really like, oh, this is a really great time. So we had an 8 o'clock reservation for the Wayfair Tavern, which is Tyler Florence's restaurant in the oh, city. Ooh, la, la. So were you guys staying over? No, we decided not to because, you know, it's tax time. And we weren't really sure. At that point, we weren't sure if we were going to owe or not. So we were kind of – we're trying to be a little conservative with our spending. And right. Okay. So no, we didn't. But anyway, so we went back to his office because he works in the city. And he goes, oh, no, you look beautiful. And I said, well, you know, I'd really like to just maybe freshen up a little bit. I don't want to come straight in from walking in the wind, the city wind, for an hour and then right. walk straight into this, you know, probably swanky restaurant. Yeah, because I'm sure everybody that's going there is probably popping right out of a car or a taxi and walking straight right? in. Right? And so we went in. I go in the mirror and I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> 
I look like an orphan. I looked like a street rat. I couldn't believe it. It doesn't matter how many times you brush windblown hair. It will just (laughs) remain stringy. It is so awful. So I ended up braiding it in like a side (laughs) braid trying to be all cute, you know? Right. It was so bad. It was just so bad. And so, and of course, he looks fabulous. Which I, I pisses me off because guys can like put their hands through their hair once and be like, I look great. Plus, you know, like the damp bay air, Mm. his hair's a little bit kind of wavy. So it kind of actually gives a little body and it just, you know, I know. Well, mine just went, mine went from curled to completely like practically shower wet. It was so bad. Mine always winds up looking like hay. Yeah. So we get into a cab and we get to the Wayfair Tavern. And our reservations were eight. We got there at like 7.20. We got there kind of early. But we had been reading all of this information that it can be up to an hour before you're seated. Make sure you come early. It's really crowded all the time. So we walked in. It was definitely crowded. Mm -hmm. But we actually got seated early. We got seated like a quarter to eight. So it was really great. The drinks were fantastic. So good. And dangerously so. So we only had one. So we're saying that we, we had already known what we were going to order. And it's one of those restaurants where everybody's got a table for two, but they're, like, less than a foot apart. Oh, yeah. I hate that. Kind of reminds me of that movie Valentine's Day where – It's exactly like that, actually. The couple next to them was, like, fighting the one other on the other side of them. They were, like, totally making out. And she's just like, okay. No privacy. Better not be having any serious discussions. You know, it's got to keep it light. (laughs) You know, don't talk about your divorce or whatever. But of course, I mean, everyone's there to have dinner on their their own. So the tables aren't close enough to where you can make it like a group event or anything. And let me tell you, the people we sat next to would never want to do that. <laughs> it was a blind date. And they had some mutual friends who thought that they would get along. And I gleaned this because the gentleman was very – he was vocal. Um, and he was – literally the whitest man i've ever seen in my life well that's a pretty nice restaurant for a blind date i don't mean skin color like ghostly thin paper white i mean he was so caucasian in his behavior and his speech i just couldn't believe it and actually was quite shocked to find out that he was a democrat because <laughs> i really wasn't sh- i didn't think he was he was going on about politics and i was like wait now who was on the date were you on the date too or well i might as well have been we were six inches apart so i'm sure daryl's sitting there like um hello yeah are we talking no i want to hear what he has to say i well he's just about to give his thoughts on abortion here's the thing i am (laughs) i am deaf like i'm literally losing my hearing i couldn't believe and it was loud in there and i had no problem hearing him i'm thinking maybe it's because of the angle and the ear that's exposed that i can you know i can hear him i just say maybe he had like a a certain tone of voice that you could that was more audible maybe i i don't even think i could replicate how white this this caucasian this man was but the woman was talking and daryl looks at me and he gets, he cocks his head and he looks at me and i go what's up he goes that woman sounds like betty white and i said betty really white. and and the man was probably a li- just a little o- older than us he might have been 50 but i don't i mean that's way older than us but you know it's hard to tell he was so clean looking like i don't think he's ever picked up a shovel in his life oh wow i turned and casually turned to my right and there's a woman who looks like i don't know 50 45 50 somewhere around there and does definitely sound like betty white but she is definitely not betty white it was she had a very old lady voice and he didn't but anyway i digress i'm listening to this conversation go down he's doing all the talking and he's talking about politics. He's talking about his job, how he has friends in D.C., how he visits his stepmother in Connecticut every every summer for a few days and, you know, goes to the Cape and how he has politician friends and how he finds Minnesota charming. And I'm telling Daryl later, I said, man, I go. And then they downshifted into their morning schedules, how he likes to shower immediately and get up. And, you know, go get his coffee and how she likes to get up and she has to make her bed before they do anything. And he's looking at me like, what are you doing? Like, how did you know all of this? What were you thinking? I said, I don't know, but it was the most awkward day. And she excused herself to pee like every 20 minutes. That is. It was weird. And I'm thinking, well, I mean, it's the most entertainment I've had in a while because I was able to people watch while we were sitting there and he was astonished that I knew he goes how did you know all of this and I said well they were talking yeah loudly I thought but you know 
Daryl was so consumed with the with the evening and <laughs> so you went to this, you know, world renowned restaurant and, <laughs> and had this fabulous day and your most memorable moment is the couple that was on the blind date. Although yes. I'll say this, okay. If I'm fifty years old and I'm dating, right? I just, I'm I wanna be shot. Well, or I mean, if I'm 50 years old and single, I will not be dating. I'll just be like, "Eff it, I'm not doing this." Forget <laughs> I it. Told, I told Daryl in the car because I was, I said I was just, I was so fascinated because, you know, I consider myself a, I, I always thought I was vanilla. I'm not very vanilla after all, actually. Just like I'm not as nerdy as I thought. But I said the problem is, is when I see a man like that, and you know, we've had this discussion before, you and I, where I, I think I, I know I'm married. But sometimes I don't think like I'm married. Right. I would never act upon any of my thoughts, but I but just you always it's just somehow the, you you it's just the way I think. You your brain works as if you have options. I know, and I don't get that. But I'm sitting there, and I told Daryl in the car on our way home. I said, you know, the thing is, <laughs> talking if, if, to your husband about your options. Yes. <laughs> I said the thing is, if if I was introduced to this gentleman and I was out on a date with him, I'd be like, you know what? Let's cut the bullshit. I want to know what you're like in bed because you can't possibly be this conformist. You have to have a freak flag, right? No. Let's see there, what you've got. That is nothing but straight, quick jackrabbit sex. <laughs> Regular coitus. I'm telling but- you. And then he will shower afterwards and <laughs> and offer someone a glass of water. Um, and a mento. See if anyone wants to watch CNN. And that's that would be the – then he'd roll over, give you a kiss, and then, you know, probably Ew! fall asleep, snore, and fart. I mean, that is – So probably is no oral, no is, nothing. Uh, um, well, if you would like to do it to him, I'm sure he wouldn't mind. I don't but think he. I don't think he'd be. You know. Well, I, I just don't. I just don't know you that well yet. You know, I, I kind of. Yeah, I, I guess it now. would be very clean. Nope. See, I just. <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah, and he's like, and I'm like, I would look at him and be like, challenge accepted. I have no ruined way. better men than you, and <laughs> and that's when that's when Daryl's like. So you think he has a freak flag? Because at this point, what what choice does he have than to just go ahead and go along with me? Because I'm not going to let it lie until I get my thoughts you out. You know what my thoughts are about that gentleman? <laughs> I think that he is probably not really liking women that much. Perhaps. He did he did mention that when he lived in Miami that when he that it took him quite a bit of time to adjust to the West Coast way of dressing, that he was not accustomed to the pe- the lack of pastels available to him. So I'm just telling you, men that are, <laughs> if they're single, never been married, and they're still in their late 40s, and they're going on awkward dates, and there is no chemistry there or attraction or anything, I think you might be gay. Maybe. Well, anyway, I found it fascinating. Which is sad because it's just like, why well, especially wait? in the city. My God, you don't have to pretend. But not just that. It's like, why waste your whole life? You know? I know. I agree. I find that conforming to a certain agenda doesn't necessarily equate to you know absolute happiness and so yeah well everybody has their own yeah i'd much rather just do what makes me happy than try and you know do what is what you know people think is noble or right well when it comes to relationships i agree completely absolutely so actually it's kind of funny that we mentioned that because um you have on the outline that you can't stop watching the Duggars. And I have yeah. been, this season, I have been a diehard myself. And I think it's because the girls are dating. Yeah, they're courting. courting. They're not dating. They're courting, they're courting, which courting. is different. But you know what? I, I First of all, I never, ha- I never cast a heavy judgment on the Duggars like some people do, like they're hardcore. No, no, no. I've, I've never found, and we're talking about that show, 19 Kids and Counting. Right, um, where the they Duggar have all families. the children they and they live the in, I think, Arkansas or something. They do live in, I think it's like Tonington or Tonkinton or something, Arkansas. And no, I mean, a lot of people hate because of their life or their beliefs. But I mean, I've never right. found fault with them. I've found like, hey. They are self-sufficient, debt-free, and they're making productive members of society. So fairly, the only the only criticism that I ever have, and I still do to the even watching this season, which has been pretty good because it's nice seeing them all grown up, is that I really don't appreciate or enjoy the the fact that the older children are required to care for the younger children. If you want to have 20 kids, then the parents better be prepared to do the majority of the work. And I, I understand that. I understand that when the family grows big and the kids want to help, that's one thing. But they literally have like 
children they're responsible for. Yeah, they're assigned like a, they're like a team captain. And I don't like to, that. No, that's if you want to have that many kids, then you have to be the one to do it. To me, I mean, and but that's my only criticism. They are good kids. They're they're they seem to be great people. I mean, I'm sure that you know everybody's imperfect. Everybody has their issues. Ultra conservative can become a difficulty if they decide to ever go out in the real world. I, I actually had just had that thought myself about, you know, when I saw that the older children are responsible for the, some of the younger children because, mm-hmm. you know, the mom admitted she's like, when you have a big family, you can't be everywhere, blah, blah. blah. And I'm like, you know, okay, that's bullshit. If you yeah. made the decision to have that many kids, you need to be a mother to all of them. But right. that's like besides- how close, you know, the, and the relationships, how close are the relationships after right. she starts sending them off to other par- other children? She said she decided to spend some time with her one son because she says, you know, I just don't get to see the kids that much or blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And I'm like, OK, so that should tell you right there, you to know, me. especially being a Christian type person. Right. You know, the Bible. Well, well we're not going to into it, but I mean, it does talk <laughs> about basically like, you know, training your children from infancy, not having your older children train your younger children. So yes. anyways, yes, but- we've hit the religious point portion of our show we're here to talk to you about christ our lord and savior and the holy scriptures it is good friday but anyways it um, is good friday (laughs) my whole thing is is the dating thing and i actually became quite uncomfortable with how um invasive the parents are in their children's you know relationships like they want to make sure that there are these set rules that there's no hand holding there's no kissing there's only side hugs going on that's the dumbest thing i've ever seen in my life by the way but my whole thing is, is i'm just like okay so here's a question let's say you had one kid that like basically walked down the stairs, gave you double fingers and said, <laughs> fuck this. I am I'm going out. to go. I am. I'm going out right now. I'm going to whore around. I am going to give everyone in this town a blowjob and blah, blah, blah. Like, would they still be welcome in your home? Yeah, I, th- I don't. I think they would be. I think they would be heartbroken because they weren't conforming like we've talked about. But right. For me, I'm really not opposed to the way they're handling the courtship thing versus just dating random people because there's no just because they're courting doesn't mean there's any guarantee that they're going to get married it's just that they're working towards marriage because clearly this their their faith and the way that they are raised is you marry a little bit younger than society normally would would want you to but But i mean because you want because you're not sexually active exactly you want to get laid immediately but it's I don't think it's a bad thing. I do think that there are some lines that are crossed, like asking about, you know, their physical boundaries. There's no rule that says they can't hold hands or kiss. They're they're just saying that's a self-imposed. These children have decided not to kiss till their wedding day. And, and even I remember a couple of years ago, the parents, the Bob and Michelle Duggar were like, well, we kissed when we were courting. We don't know why they're put instill the, instilling this in their relationships, but there's really nothing we can do about it. I mean, you know, it's up to them. But Yet they're very invasive asking about, well, what are your limits? What are, and I'm thinking, you know what? That's not really your business. I mean, we're not talking right. about 16 year old kids. They're 18, 20, 22, right. 24. Yeah, no, they're grown. I mean, and they're going to be making a grown decision. And like this whole, you know, not kissing until the wedding day, I'm like, okay, I'm like, so <laughs> you've never kissed this person before, yet you expect to receive their penis like later that evening. Immediately. Like, I I'm know. just like, let's, let's, you know, that's, that's a quick hop, skip, and a jump from, from from one to the other pretty drastic i mean like you know talk about (laughs) starting i mean these people were still shock they were still on the bench practically when they you know walked down the aisle and then they're hitting home runs and and all in the same day i mean that's just a lot to take in and i think that's that's a lot of time being spent trying to perfect so my ex and i had this conversation after watching this show because they obviously don't believe, I mean, clearly if they're not going to kiss before they get married, they're not going to believe in premarital sex. And, you know, when I was raised, I was very much of that philosophy. Me too. In fact. We had the same parents. I, yeah. (laughs) Uh, But, well, I upheld to it a little closer because I actually was a virgin when I got married to my first husband. Right. Anyways, my point is, though, is now in hindsight, I'm a grown woman and, and I look back and I'm thinking, this is my feeling. I'm thinking there was probably a lot more I could have accomplished in life if I had just been a sexually active person and <laughs> and not had put so much emphasis on, you know, saving myself and, you know, blah, yeah. blah, blah, all this stuff. Because I also got married when I was 19. Yes, and you were very young. Didn't go to school, didn't go to college, you know, didn't really do much of anything. And so now I'm thinking, okay, so when it comes to my own children – I don't think I want to teach them to wait until they're married to have sex. Well, 
considering that I have older children than you. First, for me, luckily, I didn't lose my virginity until I was 18. Yeah. I was an uh, officially an adult, even though I may not behave like an adult. I was an adult when I lost my virginity. And it's the one thing that I can actually pass along to my children and say, look, I'm not saying that, I'm, you know, nobody can require you to wait to save yourself for marriage, even though ultimately you would... You do look back and wish that, you know, especially if you're really in love with somebody and you're and you're married for the duration, the long haul, Mm -hmm. that conversation does ultimately come up where you go. I wish that, you know, I wish that you had been my first. I mean, everybody ultimately, if they find that love, they always say it. Everybody says it, you know. Don't you kind of feel like when you do find that and you do have that, you almost feel like they have been your one and only? Well, Daryl claims he was a virgin when we got married. (laughs) Okay, so even the fact that he had a two-year-old daughter. But I'm just saying that, you know, I have experienced that. And I almost do feel like you do kind of get that that sensation of being not reborn, but like, you know, it's it's just Fresh like starts. anything that happened prior to, it just nothing can compare to what it you have. It doesn't count. And so yes. you didn't well, really have the real thing. That's true. And, lo- and I don't regret my first time because at the time I thought I knew what love was and it felt like love. But looking back now, it definitely wasn't. Uh-huh. So in that aspect, you know, the, the idea of waiting until you're in love is not a bad one. But I know that and, and especially now, virginity is such a trivialized thing that it's like, just get it over with. It doesn't matter. But it's literally one of the only things that you have that you can't get back in life. Yeah. You know, I mean, I have I have four kids. We know yeah. I have all of my children, you know, all the kids. And yeah. we, I've had that discussion with them about sex. And whether it worked or not, I'm not going to comment because it's not really my business anymore. But the reality is, is that I can preach it it doesn't, you know, they're going to go with their feeling, whatever it is. Right. I definitely know that once I had kids, my ideas of virginity changed a little bit because I was the same way. I'm like, it's really not that big of a deal to me. It's like, just wait till you're old enough to accept the consequences should you have any consequences of having sex. Yeah. But now it's like, well, you know, you're so special and I want someone to not take advantage of you. I want it to be a special time. And, you know, well, it doesn't right. have to be it doesn't have to be sweet and wedding night ish. But, you know, it shouldn't be, it. you know, in the back of, you know, someone's, someone's parents' bedroom at a party. Yeah, exactly. No, and that's, I think, what I've, I've always thought is that, you know, I just want to make sure, or not make sure, but I want my kids to understand that, you know, it's something that's very special. It's, you know, a very rare, beautiful thing that it just shouldn't be shared with just anyone. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, the person should care for them as much as they care about that person. And... That's basically all I can say about it, I guess. But yeah, as far as, I, you know, I don't want them to feel shame or guilt or, well, definitely not. or re- you know, any of those things if if that's what if I, where I come in. And that's why I think like with this family, like they make it seem like if they do hold hands or maybe they did kiss before it's their shameful. wedding, that they should be ashamed of themselves. And it's yeah, just that's like, true. no, I don't want my children to ever feel shame or guilt for, you know, expressing a natural you know, yes. feeling to someone they care about. It seems a little, it, it seems a bit excessive to hold off on any and all physical contact simply because, you know, you're planning on marrying a human being and being with them until the day you die. Hopefully it'll be, you'll be really old. And so, yeah, I guess there is time, but, you know, there ain't nothing wrong with a little test run before you well, buy I the mean, car. It's just... And I don't mean sex. I just mean everything else. Isn't that what's that's what's so much fun about dating? Isn't okay, it fun? So that's the funny. Okay, it's so, so fun making out and kissing is like my favorite thing in the world. Even I now, do enjoy that. Yes. Oh my no, god, I love kissing. I love it. We actually are big. Like I, Ugh. I've talked to other people or kissing like so the partners fun. that I've had. They a lot of them have commented like, oh wow, you know, like there was just a lot of kissing involved, and I was just like, oh, is that not normal? They're like, well, you know, I guess some people just don't kiss. I'm oh my like, god, it's like that. my most favorite feeling in the world. It is so good. It's awesome. But I'm just like, if yes. someone didn't kiss me, I'd be like, I'm not a paid prostitute. Like, like what the <laughs> really? fuck? Like, what you know? do I need a tri- do I need a tic tac or what's, well, what's the, deal? the deal? Yeah. And so I just I yeah I don't get it. So, but you know what? <laughs> to each his own. Everyone yes. has their own way. But I mean, I'll be honest, here I am, you know, year, you know, years and years and years of being sexually active. And I just didn't find my virginity. It wasn't all that I thought it was going to be. 
you know it's overrated losing it that's what i think is overrated i I mean overrated and if you're expecting the heavens to open up and and shine down on you when you finally become a non-virgin obviously none of that happens but won't just get some tylenol i want the truth you can't handle the truth yeah you know what and i mean i remember i had some alcohol before and that didn't do dick that did nothing for me yeah that's the whole thing is it's like you see movies where these girls are like you know losing their virginity or whatever and they just make it seem like oh it's just uncomfortable i'm like that's bullshit i'm like like hell i felt like i had been skewered and i had to take a big fat dump that's how it felt to me (laughs) the first time i the very first time i had sex i i don't even think he got it in all the way well i can tell you the first time i tried to have sex which was on my wedding night it didn't work what was your what what did you have a zipper what apparently i don't know it was like (laughs) the doors would not open so even with all the lube in the world it it did not matter and i remember crying because i was like this is this is not how it was supposed to be i'm gonna be a virgin on my wedding day i'm just like well i think that thought did cross my mind because i was just like well i mean how do you how does how do you make this work you know well, didn't he know he didn't well, know anything. he was a virgin too so oh, fun it's like the blind leading the blind it pretty much was and so <laughs> i mean ultimately we figured it out but well, thank um, god <laughs> so that's just the whole thing it's it's an awkward weird you know thing and it's, so it's not you know maybe it is for some people maybe it was very beautiful and special for you and you if know you what? actually had the experience then i you know what awesome I think that is awesome. And you know what? It's so you can what's so great is that if you had a semi normal, semi loving encounter when you lost your virginity, you can glamorize it a bit. You'll you'll suddenly remember the weather and if there were lights on or not and music and you know, you'll remember all of these things, but I don't remember any of that. You know, like I, I, I really do think it's it's a little overrated. It's just a matter of when you're ready. I was ready. I knew I was ready. Yeah, no. So eh. that's that's just the way the cookie crumbles. That's the way the hymen breaks. There's nothing the uglies love more than some retail therapy. And now you can support your shopping habit and this show by visiting uglytruth.com. Jamie and Paula have picked some of their favorite online stores and products and put the links in their new ugly mall. Remember, the ugly truth will never charge you for audio content. So this is the best way to support the show. That's U-G-L-E-E-Truth.com. And now back to the show. I was at work this week and I was talking to someone and I started talking to you about this earlier about how people pronounce words and then yes. what prompted this conversation was is I was listening there talking to somebody and they just said quickly in passing they're just like so they had responded to the advertisement and blah 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 and I was like listening and I'm like wait and Ad- in my mind I was like wait what they, they responded <laughs> to the what you know and so it, it took my mind to process a second I'm like Oh, advertisement or the mm. ad, you know, I'm like, and I'm like, advertisement. I'm like, who says that? Mary Poppins. And I'm just, or, or, you know, like hoity toity fashion people or, you know. <laughs> From England. That's a London thing, isn't it? Or I don't know. I don't know. So I'm just like, what? I'm like, advertisement. And I'm like, you know what? I just, I couldn't in, in good faith walk around and say advertisement and so it got me to thinking about other words that people say and what's funny is is um like i was telling you i have actually seen people get in like very heated arguments about About the proper way to pronounce a word (laughs) and i'm like why does this even matter in life so because people are trained to speak a certain way and when someone doesn't speak like them they're like no my mom told me it's this way this is the correct way she was a teacher so, or whatever. There's always a reason why they're right. I don't get mad, but I do find myself getting annoyed or like I get a twinge of like, ugh, you know, like when someone <laughs> says a word certain way. And one of the words, don't ask me why, what? is coupon. It, coupon. When some people say coupon, I hate that. <laughs> Doesn't that bother it you? It bugs me. It's just, I'm that like, bugs me. I'm like, it's not a coupon. It's a coupon. It's a coupon. Coupon. But some, but if you say that, some people are like, what's wrong with coupon? It's like, no, no, it's a coupon. Oh, that's like Cool Whip. Oh, you don't watch Family Guy. Oh, you got some pie, huh? Can I have a piece? Uh, sure. Oh, let me have some of that Cool Whip. What'd you say? You can't have a pie without Cool Whip. Cool Whip? Cool Whip, yeah. You mean Cool Whip? Yeah, Cool Whip. Cool Whip. Cool Whip. Cool Whip. Cool Whip. You're saying it weird. Why are you putting so much emphasis on the H? What are you talking about? I'm just saying it. Cool Whip. You put Cool Whip on pie. Pie tastes better with Cool Whip. Say Whip. Whip. Now say Cool Whip. Cool Whip. 
Cool Whip. Cool Whip. Cool Whip. Cool Whip. You're eating hair. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's like one of the funniest jokes on that show. So the other one is envelope. Some people say envelope. 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 Um, I say envelope. I say envelope. Some people yeah. say envelope. That's like antelope. I don't know. It okay. sounds clunky. The argument that I saw once, it was between a brother and a sister, mm-hmm. and it was over the word caramel. She insisted it was oh, caramel. Caramel. And he's just like, it's caramel. Show me where the extra A is. I mean, they were screaming <laughs> at each other in the, kiss to, in the kitchen, and she's like, it's caramel. He's like, where's the extra A? Where is it? It's oh, caramel. And it's I, caramel. I was like, I couldn't believe they were getting so caramel. mad. Caramel, caramel. I don't know. I don't say that word very often, so I don't think about it when I say it. I think it's I say caramel. I, well, everybody says caramel. Okay. Well, I will tell you caramel. this. Daryl and I have been together for 16 and a half years. And to this very day, since the first day I met him, <laughs> I get physically hostile <laughs> when he says the word. Now, I say crayon. You know, Crayola crayons. Does he say crayon? He says crown. Wait, What? He says crown, like like a crown, like a queen's crown. And I'm like, okay, no w that's not even there. the other, that's not even the alternate word usage for the word crayon. I've seen it's people. crayon I've or heard crayon. people say crayon. I crayon. say crayon, like C-R-A-N. Right. I realize that I'm eliminating the Y. I don't know why I've said it my whole life that way. No one Everybody corrects me. Everybody calls it a crayon, which I is actually I just say it's a crayon. Of, you know what that's You want to play with some, you want to color crayons? Now that's that I way. keep saying the word, though, it sounds weird, crayon. Well, that's because we're, we're, we were raised by somebody from Illinois, and she has a Midwestern accent, and so we, we speak Midwestern, as we were speaking about earlier. We've all been <laughs> asked if we're from the Midwest, and that's because of the way like, our no. mom talks to us. But They're like, no, I'm not from the Midwest. Do I look stupid? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Sorry, Iowa. <laughs> but... I he'll say what are you talking about I'm like why do you say it like that he goes what are you talking about I go why do you say crown he's like that's how you say it I'm like it isn't how you say it repeat after me crayon crayon he's like okay I don't know what you're saying but it is crown I'm like shut up shut up shut up we're never having crayons again god really you're just gonna get markers or something but I know but it's just it's it's been an ongoing thing and of course now he just loves it because I get so angry with him He's like, what? Crown? Crown? I'm like, shut up. I just don't. I, I'd be like, crown. So how does he say crown? Crown. He says crown. Like crown royal. Crown royal. <laughs> but he also says crown. Like, now I can't crown. even say it the way he says it. Damn it. Because it makes me so angry. Well, because it's, it's crown. It, there's no way to say it. It's crown. just a crown. I don't know why he says crown. crown. I'm like, Shh, just stop with your crown. So some of the other words that I have unfortunately said out loud which should not surprise anyone (laughs) is there is a food called gyro but i've called them a gyro it's not what is it oh it's not it's not a isn't it a gyro or a i don't know the greek thing yeah okay i said a gyro they're like it's something sicker like it's like gyro and i'm just like what do you mean gyro and they're like well like like i'm like how can a g be silent well, it can be, but I always thought it was gyro. That's what I said, but it's apparently well, you it's know. <laughs> parents like gyro or euro or something like that. There is a there's a town in Northern California called Lodi, and our grandfather who has passed away, he and and he lived in Chicago his whole life. Uh, he and his uh, our grandmother or step grandmother, whatever they would always say, <laughs> Lodi, Lottie. Oh, Lottie, yeah. Like, oh yeah, Barbara lives in Lottie. Barbara Jean lives in Lottie, and I'm like, what? That is so funny. Okay, so the other word that I actually questioned <laughs> someone on once, I'll what? never forget. I was 16 years old. I was a hostess at a restaurant. Mm-hmm. We had our little like specials, you know, the day specials board up, and I was looking at it, and there, I'm just like looking at this. I'm like, what is that? And I'm like, I've never heard of it. So I went to the bartender. I'm like, what is the special? And he's like, what? I'm like, I'm like, whores de divorce. He's like, what is it? And I'm like, I don't know. I've never heard it before. He's like, I don't know. And I'm like, it's so bizarre. And so oh, I went God. back and I think I may have said that. And they're just like, wait, what did you say? I'm all whores de divorce. And they're like, it's hors d'oeuvres. I'm like, oh, I'm like. It That's is? how you spell that? And they're just like, yeah. And I'm like, I never even thought to spell hoard- you know or what? hors d'oeuvres. I used to call it hors d'oeuvres 
all the time. First day of divorce. That's what I, I thought. That's what it was. Said. I know. And then someone said hors d'oeuvres. I'm like, oh, silently. Oh, hors d'oeuvre. But I'm just like, hors d'oeuvres. I'm like, wouldn't it just be like O R D V or It's a French word. It's French. like, whatever. I'm just like, it looks like horse day divorce to me. Oh, and you know what? I used to, to this day, I say it even though I know it's wrong because now it's just a joke. Our grandmother used to send us a giant basket of um, Hickory Farms oh, for yeah. Christmas. This, or the Swiss colony thing. Or the Swiss, yeah, Swiss colony. And we would get the little chocolate, little mini chocolate cakes. Uh-huh, yeah. Well, they're called pedophores. Pedophores? Pedophores. I always thought they were called petite fours. And forever I said, oh, oh I want the petite <laughs> fours. And Daryl, you know, early on in our relationship, he's like, what's a petite four? I'm like, you know, they have them at Hickory Farms. They're like the little cakes. It's like my one indulgence. I get one box a year. And I it takes me the whole holiday season to eat them because I'll eat like one a day. Okay. And it's like my one indulgence. And he goes, oh, you mean pedophore? Okay. <laughs> like, so what? When you were just saying that right now and you said pedophore, I'm like, what? I'm like, I don't remember anything like that called that. And you're like, and you're like, I always used to call them petite fours. I'm like, okay, I'm like, I know what petite fours are, <laughs> but I don't know what pedophores yeah, are. You and I are the only ones that know what a petite four is. Apparently, it's called pedophore. <laughs> Well, that just sounds too much like pedophile. I'd rather call it a petite four. Well, I I do call them petite four. I yeah. still do, even though I know that's not the correct pronunciation. I don't go around saying it, but I don't know. You know what? I don't like fancy words. And clearly, <laughs> in fact, my boss, he's I he helped me write an email to a client, and so I sent it, and then I cc'd him on it, and he came up. He's like, "Well, I see you changed some of the verbiage." And I'm like, "Look," I said, "No offense," I said, "but I would never use the word prudent." And so, and I'm like, <laughs> "He's like, what's wrong with the word prudent?" I'm like, "There's nothing wrong with the word prudent." I said, "But if I want the client to actually believe that I wrote the email, I had yeah. to eliminate the word prudent because, because I, would I never wouldn't say that." Use it. I said, "And besides, I'm like everybody's seen Saturday Night Live. Not gonna do it." <laughs> Wouldn't be prudent. Yeah, that's true. He starts off. He's like, I never thought about that. I'm like, well, now you will. Forever. Forever and ever. You're welcome. That's so (laughs) funny. Now, the only other thing that kind of bugs me, well, there's one thing you do that really bugs me, but I don't correct you on it because I don't think it's going to matter. My God, what? You always say anyways with an S at the end, and it's anyway. It's bad enough that we both say anyway when we're trying to transition from one thought to the next. But you always say, anyways, and I'm oh, like, it's, there's no S on it. But anyway. you, but I let it go because, you know, if I were to correct you on it, you'd be self-conscious and I don't want you to do that. So, yes, yeah, so I just, just let you that know, go. talking about it and passing on our podcast is, yes. you know, I'll just to pretend like I didn't hear that. No, you you don't do it in real life. You only do it on the podcast. How do you know? I probably do it in real life, but you just don't pay attention because you don't trans. We don't have to transition from subject to subject in real life, so there is no reason to go. Anyways, well, now I get all self conscious every time I say the word or I say whatnot. Why? Because supposedly, supposedly, supposedly that's like oh, you know the you know the taboo word. You're not supposed Whatever. to use. Like, I'll say it every like, freaking day if I want I'm to. Like, I I'm not a professional DJ broadcaster. or broadcaster or whatever. I mean, not that I don't want to be taken seriously, obviously. I, we no, do. we do, but I mean, but serious, if I use the word whatnot, yes. I mean, do, do I really lose like all credibility? And, and, and what kind of- Do 20 birds die whenever you say the word whatnot? And, and honestly, I mean, like what kind of credibility are we talking about? We talk about penis, <laughs> butts, and dicks, and, and vaginas, and cunts, and you know, yes. all of those things. So- Am I really concerned if I say whatnot? Probably <laughs> exactly. not. No. Anyways, <laughs> I had a friend growing up that he always, okay, always is okay. I was just saying, I'm like, did I just say anyways? Okay. No, no, no. See, now I'm worried. Okay. <laughs> oh, damn it. I, I, he, always, he always said, you have to be more Pacific. And I'm just like, I have to oh, be more Pacific. Oh. I'm like, you mean specific? And he's oh, like, you know God. what I mean? Or he, instead of saying suppose, he would just be like pose. He's like, or spose, spose. Spose. That's what he would always say. Well, that's a little more slangy, but yeah, that's. I will tell you, there is one thing that drives me insane. Insane. Mm. And and, and as soon as someone says it, it's like they just like lose 10 points in my brain in a a world that doesn't keep score. But when they say espresso, it is. Oh. oh 
it is espresso. There, it's not. Yeah, espresso. there's no X in it. But they're just like, oh yeah, I'll take an extra shot of espresso. I'm like, it is not espresso. Oh my god, <laughs> where's the X? Show me. It is espresso. Oh, your little pet peeves are so funny. Everybody has them, and I'm sure yeah, there's words out there that you know. As soon Crown. as crown, so, <laughs> it's crayon. I don't even get that. To be honest, I thank you. I know, right? I, I'd be like, does your tongue not work? Like, are you, is your throat just being lazy? And you know what? Let me tell you something. He will die on that hill. (laughs) He is not letting it, he will not let it go. And I won't either. We will literally divorce over crown and crayon. And you know what? He'll sign your divorce papers in crayon. Daryl Crown (laughs) Minor. (laughs) God. That's ridiculous. All All right. right. Well, I think it's time for the ugly and awkward moment of the week. I would agree. So I so you know this about me that traditionally I cannot stand morning radio. I can't stand it. Agreed. Whenever I drive, I, I hate morning DJs. I hate hearing about their weekends and their kids' soccer games. And, right. you know, I'm like, you guys are nothing to me. I don't want to hear your thoughts on life. Play music. Or Play a song. Up. Right. Right. But lately, I have stumbled across this radio show in the morning. It's a syndicated from um, Nashville. It's called The Bobby Bones Show. I've heard of him. Okay. I am in love with that show. And the reason why is it's almost more like a podcast than it is a radio show. But they do play music. Oh, I like that. He's got like, you know, him plus like four other people. And they're playing music, you know, but they're talking. And so anyways, they're always doing like different segments in their morning show. And so he says, okay, I've I've been in kind of a funk lately. He says, so I've, I'm going to play the five songs that instantly make me cry. And oh, so he had a list of five songs that instantly made him cry. And so I'm driving to work, you know, listening and... He plays like, you know, R.E.M. like, everybody hurts. Oh. And I'm like, that song's stupid. I'm like, that's not going to make me cry. That's just going to yeah, make if me. Yeah, if I was 16, maybe. Yeah, if I was like, yeah. But I'm just like, that That song's dumb. And so then the, another one was What a Wonderful World. Um, mm. And he says it was because it was played at his grandma's funeral. I'm like, okay, okay I could see that one. So the one that got me, though, is I – and like I said, I'm driving, listening. I'm in bumper-to-bumper traffic. And there's this song called Cowgirls Don't Cry by Brooks and Dunn. Okay. And there's a cameo with Reba McIntyre in it. And so it basically goes, cowgirl, don't cry, ride, baby, ride. Lessons in life are going to show you in time soon enough, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, so it's the whole song about this little girl and her dad. And, you know, she was riding a horse. She fell off. And he says, you know, cowgirls don't cry. Get up. You know, it's just a, a life lesson. Move on. And then okay. later the song talks about she get she got married wind up getting her heart broken and Mm. and so the dad's just like you know cowgirl don't cry so the last lyric like i said i'm driving listening to this the last lyric and he this is what he played it says the phone rang early one morning her mama's voice she'd been crying said it's your daddy you need to come home this is it i think he's dying oh my god just listen she laid the phone down by his head the last words that he said was cowgirl don't cry so I'm listening to this, Jamie. I kid you not. I started <laughs> sobbing in my car. I'm sitting here getting beclumped right now. Sobbing and like full blown buck teeth, <laughs> chin and neck, ugly, ugly face, like crying. <laughs> you know, crying. Oh no! In the car. In the car. I'm in bumper to bumper traffic. Oh my god! So everybody gets the show. And and I had like ugly face cry. Oh and, my god! Like and, you were just letting it go. And like, I and I was actually mad at myself because I'm like, why am I reacting like this? Because, because I just hit it. Because he prepped it that way, first of all. And so, anyways, I was just like, <gasps> oh so I didn't look at the cars around me though, because like I said, I, I was in bumper to bumper, and so, so the, it's not like I was people just people can see you. And I'm sure they're probably looking over like, what, what the hell is going on over there? You know, they just look over and and see me like, you know, paralyzed mid foghorn sob where I'm like, <laughs> you know. And catching catching your breath. <laughs> right. You know, tears streaming down my face and everything. The only thing I was hoping is I'm like, well, maybe they're listening to the same show that I am. And they're like, oh, oh Bobby Bones. But <laughs> I doubt anyways. it. So, yes. Thank oh, you, Bobby Bones. And I actually tweeted at him. I'm like, thanks for the uh, nice sob on the way to work. I did see that, actually. That's what it was. So, that is hilarious. Um, and in fact, the girl that co-hosts with him, he's just like, Amy, are you crying? And she's like, I'm legitimately crying right now. <laughs> so, it was just... <laughs> so funny 
That's awful. Yeah. No, it was terrible. But that I was is just, terrible. So that was my awkward, ugly moment of the week. Thank we- you. I'm sure they were thanking you for the show. <laughs> yeah. So moving on, tell me um, what was yours? So this is a little. This is a little involved because it involves producer Dub. Okay. This occurred the night we got home from the Giants game. So it was like Monday, like at 4 a.m. And I don't know. I've been extraordinarily clumsy lately. I mean, norm, been more than normal, actually. In fact, Daryl was home today. Work from He worked from home today. And mm-hmm. he saw me. I kept banging myself. And then even last <laughs> night, I elbowed him in the mouth really hard <laughs> on accident in the middle of the night. He's like, ah. I go, what? I go, why was your face over here? He goes, what, on my pillow? I'm sorry. It was awful. He's Jeez. like, you have to start like, wearing like knee pads and elbow pads. He's like, I saw, he goes, I saw you hit your hand on the dresser as you were walking by like, today. Shut up, leave me alone. And I said, well, <laughs> it happens all the time. You're just not here to see any of it. And I so hate it when they see it. In fact, I did something once and my ex, he like grabbed my hand or like took my hand or something. Like, what are you doing? He's like, I'm I'm here to help you. <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> like you don't have to live this life alone because it's right. like it's like he just felt sorry for me because right. I'm always like gouging myself or something. Oh my god, constantly. Well, <laughs> Daryl Daryl suggested today that we um, baby proof the house so that I <laughs> He's like, I think we have too many sharp corners around like, here. Screw off! I can handle it. I know, I know. But anyway, so this was Monday around four a.m. and we had gotten home fairly late from the giant, you know, from the city. It was we got home like around eleven? Mm-hmm. So we were really bleary eyed and tired. But you know, Daryl had to get up and go to work. You know, we had oh, life he to had live. To turn right around and go back to the same place he just came from. I know, I know. But the other option was spending the night and me trying to leave the city, and I didn't want to have to do that. Oh my god, you were so, so selfish. What? What? I can't believe that you would actually leave the city that he was going to be in like less than eight hours later because you didn't want to drive home the next morning. I would have. It would have taken me eight hours to get out. That Are you is kidding? not true. You would be going against traffic. No, it's not about the traffic. It's about locating the area to get on the the freaking bridge and go home. Oh my god, Jamie. He. I, I told. I said. I said. You know what? If we were to spend the night. We would whatever hotel we were at. You would drive yourself to work, and you'd be like, "Okay, this is all you have to do. You just have to make a left, and da da da, and the bridge is right there. Simple. Yeah, thanks a lot." As I drive around, looking at the homeless camps, looking at the being on Market Street suddenly and ending up on the pier and not knowing where to go, finally calling you. Where are you? I'm I'm over by Ghirardelli Square. I don't know how I got here. I'm stuck. It's one way. It would be a nightmare. I'm horrible at the city. Horrible. Okay, I'm just, uh, I'm thinking of someone in mind, and what? I just hope you don't become this person. I hope you are able to drive yourself on the freeway still, and- Listen, I'm not afraid of need, traffic. And you don't need a ride. To I am not afraid of traffic. <laughs> I'm not afraid to drive. I am simply, it's not simple for me to follow directions, because I always think I can do it a better way, and so I get lost. Anyway, Monday morning- Wake up. I dr- had a ton to drink before I fell asleep, so I woke up and I had to pee. So I got up, peed, came back to bed, and was thirsty again. So I turned around to grab – I have a big bottle of water next uh-huh. to me. So I turned around to grab it. So instead of grabbing it, I slapped it with my hand. <laughs> yes. And it knocked over and fell behind my dresser. Okay. The problem is is that it's it was almost full – <laughs> and it was dark and I kept feeling around. Now I have a, you know, my, my phone is plugged in, uh-huh. my computer's plugged in yeah. and I'm thinking, oh God, there's probably water. I don't know. So what does Daryl do? Because he sees me struggling. He gets out of bed and he can see, he goes, you literally knocked the water bottle over. It was completely inverted and a half a gallon of water is glugging out of this thing. It's wedged between (laughs) the wall and the dresser and it's glugging out. You're flooding your bedroom. (laughs) Yes. And I said, okay, well, what? it's four in the morning. I'm like, okay, what do we do? So he gets his naked ass down on the carpet and he gets a towel and he's struggling. He goes, you couldn't do this twice if you wanted to. How did you do this? And I'm like, I don't know. I feel like it. Idiot! He's like, 
I can't believe he was good. naked, bent over. God, that's not He wasn't awkward. bent over. He was laying on the floor. He wasn't... Because later when we discussed it, I said, hey, you know, I'm really sorry about that weird thing I did today. He goes, I feel like an idiot on the floor. I had my naked ass in the middle of the, like, the bedroom really? and I'm like, you know, mopping up this water. I go, well, no one asked you to do it. He goes, well, you weren't going to do it. For heaven's sakes. You know, I And have... I said, welcome to my world. Welcome to my world. This is what I do. So that's my awkward moment. And of course, Daryl, Daryl was desperately trying to assist in, in minimizing the awkwardness, but it just didn't. He's kind. <laughs> well, he feels sorry for me. Well, that's what I'm saying is, is he like. He feels bad that I'm like this. I know. It's like, I don't know how to, that's what I was telling you is my ex where he's like, I'm here to help you. And I'm just like, <laughs> I don't need help. I'm not disabled. I'm just. Maybe we are. I'm just me. <laughs> you yeah. know? It's I so just, true. Well, I. I don't know who won. I want to say it's a tie, but... Oh, you would? I included somebody in mine. All right. Well, then I guess you win this week. Okay. Thanks. <laughs> somebody had to get out of bed nude. Well, that is true. I mean, that's, you know... Afterwards, he's like, yeah, what What was that all about? <laughs> why, did you, why did I do that? I'm, I said, you know what? It's, it's, it it's, a, it's a sticky web, the awkward things. It's a yeah, sticky web. People true. get involved. I have I have tripped and fallen in front of people and they can't help but reach towards me, lunge towards me to assist. It's just, <laughs> I think it's the look on our face or oh. I'm not sure what, but I have many times have had people try to assist in something that is completely un uncontrollable. So. Actually, yeah. I mean... <laughs> I'll I'll tell a story another day about the time that my shoe broke at work. Oh God! The bottom of, of the sole just came flapping off, so I looked like I, every time I walked, I had like a clacking sound. It was like duck lips. That's happened to me. So before. I had to get scotch tape and literally tape the sole of my foot to my. And I, some guy walked in. He's like, "What are you doing?" And I'm like, "My bottom of my shoe fell off," and so I'm taping it back on there because it was a platform. And he's like, "I've." Can honestly say I've never seen anything like that before in my haven't. life. Because you don't know me very well. And he's just like, what happened? I'm like, I don't know. I was just walking. <laughs> oh, well, one time that happened to me. I was at the eyeglasses doctor, the, the eye doctor. Oh, jeez. And I was wearing platforms and the, the thing was flapping around. So I just ripped it off. The and platform? I put it in my wallet. <laughs> I'll just I'll just save this later. <laughs> then I almost killed myself walking because it's just pure like platform, like wood or plastic or whatever it was. Right. It was like walking around on tap shoes <laughs> or like toddlers with bank accounts. Yeah, it's true. Well, <sighs> we appreciate everyone stopping by and enjoying yes. episode 60. As Jamie mentioned, please check out our ugly mall and get more information on Amazon Fire TV. Go to our uh, Ugly Truth page, which is just uglwtruth.com. Click on our Ugly Mall and then find the Amazon link there. Also, if you have not started to follow us on Twitter, go to at The Ugly Truth and be sure to follow us. And then also on Facebook, if you uh, want to like us and get updated information and sometimes we post little fun quizzes or things that we talk about on the show, you should go to facebook.com backslash ugly truth. So well, I think that's a wrap for this week. Is. Thanks yep. everybody for tuning in and we will catch you next week. Hope you have a fab Easter. Happy Easter. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Aw, aren't you sad it's over? Don't worry. We'll have another episode for you very soon. In the meantime, connect with The Uglies online at Facebook, Twitter, and at UglyTruth.com. That's U-G-L-E-E Truth.com. And don't forget to share the truth with your friends. See you next week.